Chapter 1. One step in front of the other. That was what was most important, Esther told herself, moving forward. With God pushing me from behind sometimes, she mused silently. She tightened the strings of her bonnet, adjusting it to make sure it shaded her face from the sun. Shading her eyes against the glare, Esther spotted her daughter Ruth. Ruth was walking with Esther's mother, her bonnet firmly tied to her head. Good. Craning her neck, Esther caught sight of her son Jake, scampering with some of the boys from other families in the wagon train. His hat was, predictably, nowhere to be found. His hair had been bleached almost as yellow as the prairie grasses, and he was as brown as copper. There was a time that Esther would have scolded her son for not wearing a hat. Today was not the day. Jake had finally started smiling again. Esther still could not find hers. Gee, she said to the ox she was walking beside. Her voice sounded tired, even to her own ears. Gee, she said bolder. Snorting, the pair of oxen ambled right to follow the train up a sloping hill. Esther hiked up her calico dress and followed, leaving the whip curled in her hand. She rarely had to whip either of the oxen. They were obedient, well-behaved beasts. She'd learned quickly, out of necessity, how to prompt them to do what she needed. Would that I didn't know, she thought sadly. Esther fingered her wedding ring, turning the plain gold band on her finger. She could no more bear to take it off than she could bear to look at it. Mama? Esther recoiled from her ring as if it had burned her. She looked down to see young Jake staring up at her solemnly. I'm hungry, he announced. Esther squinted up at the sun. It was high in the sky, but she doubted it was near noon. If you have your lunch now, there will be no more until supper, she said, raising her eyebrow. Are you sure that's what you want? She tried to hide her smile as Jake deliberated. He bit his little lips as they continued to walk alongside the oxen. He looked so much like his father that it hurt Esther's heart. Maybe I'll wait until everyone has lunch, Jake said. I think that's a very good idea, Esther said. Until then, maybe you should take this biscuit left over from breakfast. Esther withdrew the tidbit from her apron pocket and unwrapped its muslin covering. She smiled to see her son's eyes light up. Thank you, Mama, he said politely before dashing off. She shook her head. It had taken months of stern admonitions to get that child to behave. Was he really already six years old? She wanted to call after him. Remind him not to play around the oxen or as the wagon wheels, but she stopped herself. Jake knew. Esther had to accept the fact that he was growing up. He wasn't a baby she could coddle. He had to learn. The biscuit had been one of hers from breakfast. Esther knew she should have made him wait for lunch, but she had a hard time denying her children anything. She wanted them healthy, and she wanted them secure. The food needed to be rationed, but she didn't want her children going hungry. She would rather feel her stomach grumble than hear her children's bellies do the same. Even back at home, in the house they had left behind to journey west, Esther had scrimped and saved to make sure those little bellies went to bed full. When her stomach growled in bed, loud enough for her husband to wonder if there was a wild animal about, Jacob made the decision that they were going to leave. "'What else can we do?' he had asked, holding her shaking hand beneath the quilt." We can try harder, Esther said, feeling like she was going to cry. 
It's perhaps too late, but I can try to plant some more seeds in the garden. We might get some late-season vegetables. You can teach me to shoot so I can help with the hunting. We can sell our wedding rings, perhaps, buy a sow and some piglets. Jacob wouldn't let them part with the circle of yellow metal that bound them together as man and wife. There was no amount of extra planting that would yield them more vegetables. The land they had bought with so much dear money was rock and choked with weeds. No amount of extra effort would get that dry, dusty soil to yield crops, though the sellers had not told them. Maybe we'll have some hard years, Esther had told her husband when their first crop had failed. We'll turn this land around. The hard years will kill us, Jacob had responded grimly, his mind already far west of there. Who could tell, Esther wondered. Maybe we would all still be together if we had stayed. Maybe they would all be dead, the children starved or frozen. There is a new life waiting for us in California, Jacob had told her.